Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jumping in an Elevator, the podcast where I, EYE, Mike from the YouTube channel Mike's Mike, I look into the things that you want to know more about, but you can't be bothered researching them yourself. Now, hmm, that may be the concept behind the podcast, but there are sometimes episodes where I just talk about random things that you probably wouldn't be researching, if that makes sense. Uh, So for today's podcast, I'm talking about my university experience, (laughs) which if if you only know me from listening to the podcast, you might be like, why is this of value? Um, But it's a running joke on my YouTube channel that I always bring up my master's degree, but I never really properly discussed my university experience. So I thought that would be a fun thing to do for this week's episode of the podcast. Before we get stuck into that, I wanted to give a special welcome to Chainsaw, one of my top tier patrons. I really appreciate your support. I hope you're doing fantastic. You know what? Whatever hemisphere you're in, I hope you're having a great time. Like I hope if it's wintry, it's snowing. And if it's summery, I hope it's like 20 to 30 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. That'd be kind of cold in Fahrenheit. Also, whatever hemisphere you're in, make sure you're wearing SPF. And that's that on that. I was looking in the mirror the other day. Unfortunate, as we know, I don't like mirrors. But I noticed that I used to have crow's feet on the side of my eye. I know what the technical term is for it. Eye wrinkles. And they're gone. Kind of ate that shit up. There's a few like rogue pimples going around town, but that's none of my business. Also, if you're listening to this, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. Actually, you definitely would not know what I'm talking about because you can't see me. That's that on that. But if you can see me, you can see that there's some neon lights behind me. They're from my old apartment. I managed to get them into my streaming room. Streaming room is getting there. It's so close. I probably just need one more key light on the left side to make it like full proper professional vibes. But I'm kind of living. It's kind of excellent. Putting these like light tiles up though, absolute, she's a disgrace. She's a disgrace to humanity. Just let me tell you, I don't tell my landlord. I chipped the wall. I also started bleeding because I scratched my finger. And while all this was happening, I was buying Dogecoin. Yeah, that's how my week's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot to think about there. But they're working now, so that's good. All right, so let's talk about my university experience. So I am factually 25 years old. That's the truth. Like, I'm not making that shit up. I am 25 years old. It's unfortunate, but that's what we have to deal with. And I went to uni from 2013 to... Ooh... 20, I want to say 2018 or 2019. I'm not 100% sure. We'll just say 2018 and then we'll see how far we get with that. So I finished high school. I always get these numbers wrong and everyone's like, you are lying. But I did actually finish high school one year younger than I technically should have. There was like something with grades in the state that I grew up in. I kind of slipped into the the next one, depending on when I was born, I'm born in December, is a whole thing. Anyway, I was 16 when I graduated high school. And then at the end of that year, I turned 17. So I was 17 for the whole first year of university. So I I turned 18 at the end of my first year of uni. So being 17 at university was definitely an experience, to say the least, because... Everyone's like going out and drinking and going to parties and that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, hmm, so what now? But I had some friends who, um, like I would hang out with anyway. 
and like they'd go out sometimes, but I didn't really miss out on much. It was honestly fine. And as you will soon find out, I'm not really like the party type anyway. Um, so 2013, I start at university. I went to University of Western Australia in Perth, Western Australia. Mm-hmm. And I studied a, well, it's kind of confusing because I graduated with a bachelor's degree in engineering, specializing in mechanical engineering, which is what I also did my master's in. But in my first year of uni, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I wanted to do engineering specifically, or if I wanted to do engineering and something else. So I did units that covered engineering. So chemistry and physics. And then also I did psychology and I also started doing languages as kind of like an extra thing because at my university, um, you could do this thing called a broadening unit, which is where you do something outside of the discipline. So like out of the science discipline and languages are in faculty of arts. So I did that. I actually did psych for two years because I thought it was interesting. Actually, no, mm, I feel like Brittany Broski. Mm, mm. No, I did kind of find it interesting, but I think I just liked hanging out with my friends who studied it because I had like four or five friends where we would all go to lectures together and sit with each other. And that was fun. And I was like, the struggle of me doing all these units is worth it so I can like be with my friends. So I did psych for two years and then I dropped it in the third year because things started getting hectic in the other um, subjects. I also did chemistry for two years. Um, That shit, nah. (laughs) That shit is no, no, it's so hard. So the degrees, the undergraduate degrees at that university are three years, right? So I had to be at uni for three years anyway. And I did chemistry for two years and I refused to go into the third year because it was just absolute. Oh my gosh, just so much memorization. And my brain, like I have a pretty good brain, I would say. Pretty good situation up there in the old cranium on the head and shoulders. You know, I think I'm doing pretty good in that department. Uh, But the memorization thing, it was not it for me. I was kind of like... I love practical applications. Give me practical applications. If I can't see it, I struggle with it. So like when I was talking about electrical engineering a few episodes ago, like that is difficult to me because you can't see everything. So with chemistry, when you're memorizing all these circles and hexagons and shit, I just kind of started screaming and never stopped. And then I stopped myself from doing any more units, which I think was a good decision because I have friends who did third year chemistry and I don't know if they ever came out the same. To quote Mel C., feet Lisa left eye Lopez things will never be the same again also I did I think one was it one year one or two years of French and then one or two years of Chinese yes the rumors are true I studied Chinese that was a lot of fun but Chinese is very hard like wow <laughs> it was struggle town but it was very interesting and I liked it and I really liked um, drawing the characters because it kind of felt like art And I also had a very good teacher. I very much think that when you have a really good teacher, it makes a big difference, especially when the subject is really hard. Because if the subject's really hard and you have a shit teacher, you are so not invested and you suck at it. So what now? But then if it's really hard and you have a good teacher and you actually want to go to the classes and learn, then hmm. So she spilled. I can't even remember her name, which is sad. But she was really, really nice. 
And she kind of like, she pushed us a lot. But at the end of the one or two years that I did Chinese for, I could like understand some like conversational Chinese. I could read some Chinese, which was cool. Um, but then I can't remember any of it now. Like I literally could only say like, hello, or maybe where's the bathroom? <laughs> but that's it. Um, and then also while this was all happening, so I turned 17. Isn't that a movie with Zac Efron? Yeah, it is. 17 and then 18, 19. So I think I graduated from my bachelor's degree at 19. I don't know. This is all very, as I said, the memory is not the best. And during this time, I got my license. Olivia Rodrigo Tease. She wrote that song about me getting my license so I could drive to university. It's true. And I, so a bit of context... I lived quite far from the university, but not far enough that, like, I had to board. So I didn't, like, live at the uni or anything like that. But I would either drive or catch public transport. If I caught public transport, it would take me an hour and 45 minutes. That was, like, as streamlined as I could get it because it was, like, bus, train, bus. And if I drove, probably, like, an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on traffic, which brings me to my next point. Honey... When I tell you that I treated university like a job, that is absolutely what I did. Because especially in my master's era, which we'll talk about soon, I didn't really understand this until third year uni. Because in first and second year uni, I was just kind of like, yay, chilling with friends, learning things. Ha ha he 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 he. But then in third year, when shit started getting real, I was like, okay, I need to deploy a new strategy here, team. Me talking to my brain cells. Let's go team. We need a new strategy. And that new strategy was to treat uni like a job. So I I guess probably the equivalent in undergraduate was a part-time job. And then master's was a full-time job, even though I still had other jobs. But time commitment wise, I treated undergraduate uni like a job. So I would schedule my classes so that I would go to full days, not for the whole week. So like I would maybe put on my classes on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'd have them really early and then really late. And then I'd study in the middle. So then I would be at uni from like nine to six. So I would leave home at like seven and then I'd get home at 8 PM and I'd just be at uni all day studying. And it was like, it was all right. Like, I was used to driving at that point, so it was honestly not an issue. And that's how I learned all my Nikki lyrics. I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day. Because she was, like, playing something in her car, and I was, like, rapping the Nikki lyrics. And she was like, how do you know all Nikki's lyrics? And I was like, well, let me tell you. If you're driving for at least three hours a day, four or five days a week, and you hate commercial radio and you love Nicki Minaj, and you have pink print on CD, well, hello, here's a perfect situation to be learning all the lyrics on every album. So that's how, that's the secret. That's how I learned all the lyrics to Nicki's songs. Um, Okay, so then what about, okay, so because I was driving all the time or catching public transport, when I was driving, I'd have to park places. And this brings me to my first absolute pain. This is, oh, wow. Just wow. I hate parking in general. Paying for parking is very annoying. But I kind of get it. Like, when you park in a 
like a council or whatever and or like a city and you have to pay for parking it makes sense because they use that parking money to pay for stuff to improve the city right now when i'm paying a shitload for parking at a university that i'm already paying a lot of money for to learn at that is so annoying oh wow even like they could have just made it cheap, like cheaper parking. I don't mind if I have to pay a little bit of parking, but just it was so expensive and it was so stupid. And then they started doing this thing where you could get permits. So you could get a parking permit, which kind of lets you park in these specific car parks around the university. But they were always full. And I would get there at like 8.30 in the morning and they were full already. And I'm like... If I have a permit and I'm getting here at 8.30 and there's no parking, then what are the crusties that arrive at 11 doing? They're arriving late with their latte. Where are they going to park? I feel sorry for them. They never parked. They just went home. It's true. So the university was in an area where there's a shopping centre nearby and then a bunch of street parking that goes up a hill. So as I went through my years at uni... I got stingier and stingier. So then I would park further and further away. So I got to the point where I would spend 25 minutes walking from my car to the lectures. So I'd have to get there half an hour early, which was fun, you know, a lot of fun where I could have just paid $2.50 or $3 to be right near where I needed to be and go to the lecture. I said, no, let me park 25 minutes away. I love to walk. And... Yeah, calf muscles enjoyed that. That was a good time for my calf muscles, actually. The sheer amount of walking and hill climbing, oof. The cardio, can you imagine? And this is when I'd stopped playing tennis, because I played tennis in primary school and high school, but then when uni started, I didn't play tennis, because I used to play near where my high school was. Since I wasn't in the high school anymore, then I didn't play with that team, and I also wasn't good enough to play in the university team, or at least that's what I told myself. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> self-sabotage things. So then I never played tennis for the university or at the university, which kind of sucks now that I think about it. I wish I kept going. I'm actually trying to get back into tennis now. Um, yeah, it's going okay. I tried last year, start of last year, but the back pain hindered me. The back pain's actually a lot better. Also screaming, because as I said back pain, I looked at myself in this viewfinder thing and noticed that my back pain, sorry, my back posture is absolutely disgusting. So let me just fix that. I think it's because the chair creaks, ready? So obnoxious, this chair. I know she's plotting on my downfall. I actually saw her diary and she'd actually written in there that she was plotting on my downfall. Can you believe? I can. I can, absolutely. It's because she's a gamer chair and she knows she's better than me. Much to think about. Okay, so then... I did my specialist units in mechanical engineering in second year and third year undergraduate. And it was hard, but also once you kind of work out what the questions are going to be in the exam, then you can just study to that. It just depends what you're trying to get out of it, right? I was one of those people where I did really well in high school. And that's where the 99A tile came from, by the way. Love that. Um, And I kind of told myself that I was trying to get the best grades possible at university without going insane. Like I had some friends who were getting extremely good grades, but I could see them deteriorating. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if it's worth it to get like a 90% when I could just get like an 80%. You know what I mean? Um, 
but they're all doing very well now, which is good for them. I love that for them, obsessed with those results, of course. All right, so now I'm gonna give you some stories from my undergraduate experience at University or College. And I'm gonna start with this feral group assignment that I did in first year engineering. And group assignments in general are necessary evil, I would say. Did I ever have one that I was like, yeah, this is fantastic? Yes, I did. In my master's, I had a group assignment. Actually, no, I had two that I can think of at the top. Oh, two or three. Three that I can think of off the top of my head where the members in the group were just like fucking like, they were so smart and they just knew exactly what needed to be done. And they just, they carried me through those assignments. And it was amazing. (laughs) So shout out to those people. But in first year university, no one really knew what the fuck was going on. And I guess it was our first technical like group assignment. And it was for a unit where we had to design a waste management system in Argentina. And it involved like working out what to do with a whole bunch of plastics, like melting it down or whatever. And you work with the same people for 10 to 12 weeks, which is like typical for like an engineering unit. And my group that I had, I would say... 50% of the people in the group I got along with and the other 50% I did not necessarily see eye to eye with. (laughs) Just to give you a summary of what happened at the end of that one, at our final presentation, we were talking about our waste management plan and then one of the people in my group who happened to be a mature age student got up and started singing Don't Cry For Me Argentina. Now this was unplanned. And I remember standing there like, I'm sorry, did I miss something? What the fuck is he doing? It was a bit of fun, you know, good bonding experience. Just a little bit of trauma just to get the girls together. Um, So that was fun. Also, that mature student asked us in the second week, right? This was the second week that we'd been together and was like, one hour per week. So two hours of contact. And he asked people if they were willing to help his neighbor shift furniture. And it was another one of those things where I just thought, I mean, no, like maybe if it was your furniture, you would probably be able to guilt me into helping you. But also no, (laughs) I know that's a reflection on my character, but I'm like, I barely even know you. You could be trying to murder me. I don't know. I'm not in the market for murder at the moment anyway. So there's that one. Uh, What else do we have? Okay, there's the time that my... (laughs) Sorry. Okay, the Game of Thrones episode. Okay, Game of Thrones spoilers. Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, I'm going to do that anyway. The next couple of minutes, uh, Game of Thrones spoiler, in case you haven't watched Game of Thrones or read the books or whatever. Okay. So, you know, in Game of Thrones, when the mountain kills the Viper, they have that fight and he like sticks the thumbs in the eyes. It's all very gruesome. Um, So one of my friends, we would be at uni on a Wednesday, which is when the episodes come out. And then we would go to his house during lunch and watch the episode and then go back to uni and have more classes. And when that episode aired, he was so like, (laughs) 
so like traumatized or shocked by what happened in the episode that when he was reversing out of the driveway, he clean shaved the side mirror off his car out of his own driveway. So that was fun. That kind of just sticks out in my brain. A lot of car related things. Uh, there was the time that my friend nearly drove into the river. The time that my friend reversed into a car and got into an argument at the shopping center near the university. The time my car broke down. Oh, story time. Story time. The time that I got stuck at uni at 11 p.m. So towards the end of my undergraduate, I started doing longer hours at the university because I liked studying at the university. I hadn't really set up a proper place to study at home. So I would try and get all my like big chunks of study done at the university. So I would stay a little bit later. Plus parking was free after five or six. So I would really milk that. So one of those nights that I was there, it was like 11 p.m. and I was walking back to my car from the engineering building and she wasn't registering the remote. And I thought, hmm, that's suspicious. That's weird. And I couldn't unlock the car. And it's one of those ones where it's a a push button start. So, but it has a key as well. Very confusing. Anyway, so the unlocking thing wasn't working and I used the manual key to open the car And it starts like beep, 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 because it couldn't detect the remote and you need the remote to start the car. And if you unlock the car without the remote, it's going to be like, bitch, where's the keys, right? So then after 30 seconds or so of this like beep, beep, it starts going like blaring, like extremely loud at 11 p.m. in this like inner city university. Not that. And then I couldn't like work out how to call the people to come help me unlock the car gosh it was traumatic and then when they came they're like oh the car battery died or something some shit like that made me pay a lot of money and then my mum had to come and pick me up she had to drive an hour and a bit to come pick me up from the university because i was stuck there (laughs) oh that car Mm. note to self and note to others beware the holden cruise i don't know if you have holdens elsewhere i think they have a different name but beware the old Holden cruise. Um, okay, so what else have I got for my undergraduate? I used to frequent the library a lot. And there was a section in one particular library where a lot of people would just sit there and play games. <laughs> like you're supposed to go to the library to study and then just be sitting on their laptops playing like Dota. So that was fun. I wasn't really a gamer. I mean, I got really into Fortnite, but I think that was a little bit later. When was Fortnite? I want to say like 2016. And that was probably master's degree. Yeah, that sounds about right. I really got into Fortnite. Actually, I also got into Overwatch, which was 2016. I definitely know that that was 2016. Because I would go to uni and then I'll come home and then I'd play Overwatch all night for like three or four hours. And I think it actually became like an addiction because I used to genuinely prioritize playing Overwatch over getting a decent amount of sleep. Imagine me being like, oh my god, uni's so hard, I can't do this. Wait, let me play four hours of Overwatch real quick. But I got kind of good. I ended up being like a ranked junk rat on PlayStation. So that was fun. After I turned 18 and I started going out, remember that the university is an hour and a half away from my home and all my friends lived kind of near the university. So I didn't really have friends near where I was living at that point in time. So if I wanted to like hang out with friends, I'd have to drive all the time or catch public transport. But I'm sure you can understand 
the further you go out from the city, especially at night, traveling in public transport's a little bit like, ooh, do I think I'm going to get M-U-R-D-E-R-E-D at this particular point in time? And as I said before, I wasn't in the mood for murder. And I wasn't in the mood for murder those times either. So I would drive or I could ask for lifts. But okay, here we have another issue. I started like hating people, not hating people, started hating asking people to give me lifts or helping me with things. That was like a thing that really came out of university. I would just be like, oh, I'll I'll just do it myself because it's like easier and I don't want to hassle anyone. So I'll just do try and do things myself. But obviously like when I asked for help, people would help me just internally. I was like, no, you cannot ask for help. You must drive to this event, blah, 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 whatever. So these places that I would go, there was like bars. I wouldn't really go clubbing because clubbing would be too late. Like clubbing, if that ended at one or two, then it'd take me an hour to drive home. So it'd be three and it's just crusty. Um, but bars and stuff like that, I could get there at 10 and leave at 12 and be home at one. And that's like typical sleep time for me anyway. Right. Best of both worlds, Hannah Montana, Limo out front. Mm-hmm. I remember this one time, oh, messy, messy, messy. There was like this place that we went to and someone that I was friends with at the time was trying to get with this girl, right? Let's call her. I don't even know what name to give her. Maria. Okay. So there's Steve and there's Maria and Steve is like actively pursuing Maria. And I'm like kind of friends with Steve kind of couldn't care less. And Maria also same kind of situation. Just we were in similar circles. And I remember one time being at this like bar and him talking to her and her like giving him nothing back and he's like oh I'm just gonna get another drink so then he goes back in to get a drink and then I'm like nearby talking to a friend and she comes over and she's like hey do you want do you want a girlfriend and I was like I'm sorry what I'm just trying to enjoy my vodka lemonade and she's like oh because I can be your girlfriend keep in mind I'd spoken to this person like as many times I could count on my hand and we're like a full like 18 19 years old at this time I'm like why does this feel like we're five years old in the kindy playground I was like, so like, what is going on here? And then he comes back and keeps talking to her. And I'm like, she's not interested in you. <laughs> but also, what is this situation? So that's like, a, a, I think a good example of how I dealt with socializing in university in that I just didn't unless I specifically wanted to talk to that person. So... Like if I was out and someone came up to me and I wasn't really good friends with them, I would talk to them for as long as necessary to get away. <laughs> so I, I made friends at uni, but I wasn't really like good at making friends, if that makes sense. Like I think the friends that I had were good friends, but I wasn't very good at socializing at uni. If that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like I'm making myself sound super lame, but oh well. Uh, there was like a, a group of people that I was friends with that I went through masters with that were just fantastic. And they had the same kind of like work ethic as me and same kind of interests, which was really cool. Um, and I've mentioned, I mentioned this on Twitter once before, and I would never ever give specifics or give any kind of indication on names or whatever. But there was this one friend that I had in masters and 
I was obsessed with them, like genuinely obsessed with them. And we would have some classes together and they were very, very smart, like extremely smart. And being, okay, this is going to sound stupid as well, but I feel like if you're like interested in someone and they're really smart, it motivates you to be smart as well. (laughs) So we would have classes together and then like they'd get a really good score and then I'd also get a really good score. And I'm like, "Mm, wow, look at that. (laughs) Two peas in a pod. Um, But yeah, I think also engineering is one of those ones where everyone's just kind of a bit crusty. Like when I would have my psych classes, you would have people just socializing the whole time. Engineering was a bit different. It was very clicky. It was kind of like once you found your click, you'd kind of just stay in that, especially with like group assignments. If you had a solid two or three people that you could rely on and you know that they'd be good in assignments, then you'd stick with them the whole way through. So I had a bunch of people like that. Um, I also joined like a couple of engineering clubs. I would say that that was a good experience. I think if you're, a lot of people ask me for advice, like how do I get a job? I'm like, I'm definitely not an expert, but also try and join those kind of clubs and stuff like that. A, you meet people. B, they sometimes have professional events where you can meet professionals and C, it gives you something to do outside of classes at the uni. Um, yeah, I think I started doing more extracurricular stuff in masters because I started treating it like a full-time job. Actually, let me talk about my part-time jobs. So when I was in my undergraduate degree, I was, I worked at a fast food restaurant or it's kind of fast food slash restaurant. Like if I think about McDonald's Hungry Jack's, right? or Burger King, whatever you call it. That's like fast food. And then Nando's is kind of like a step up from that. So the place that I worked was kind of like in line with Nando's. Um, So I worked there for a couple of years. And I also, I worked in a call center, but I think the call center was during my master's. And let me tell you, that shit was messy for my schedule (laughs) and my mental health. But we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I also did a lot of tutoring. So like maths tutoring for high school students. Sometimes I did physics and chemistry. I had this one student that I think Loki hated me. No, a bunch of them hated me. Yeah. Which is kind of like, it was upsetting. So I was like, I genuinely want to help you. A, because I get paid if you do well. And B, like, I just want to help you do well. And I had a couple of them where I could see every time I came in the door and they're like, ugh, this bitch again. And then there was one who just like always said that he forgot the money at home and then his mum would ask me if the kid brought the money and I was like, no. And she's like, oh, he bloody spent it again. I'm like, oh. See, that sounds like a you problem. I just want to get paid. (laughs) Um, I stopped doing tutoring in Masters because I couldn't deal with the kids anymore. (laughs) I was like, kiddies, stop this nonsense right now. Um, And what else? Okay, so... Master's degree era was 2017, 2018, and half of 2016, I think. It was two years, but I know I started in the middle of one year and I ended in the middle of the year two years after that one. And I think it was 2018 because I moved to Melbourne July of 2018, having just finished my master's in June. So I keep like... 
Oof, the absolute chaos. That's probably in my top three most stressful moments was when I li- was literally finishing exams. I think I had my last exam on like the 28th or something. And I was starting work in a different city with people that I'd never met at on the 1st of, or 2nd of July. So it was like a weekend that I had to move across the country. That was very stressful. <laughs> But I made it through. And also, if I hadn't moved to Melbourne, then I wouldn't have been alone a lot, which means I wouldn't have decided to make a YouTube channel, which means I wouldn't have made a podcast, which means that we wouldn't be here. So there you go. Love that. All right. Master's degree. Master's of professional engineering specializing in mechanical engineering. My final score, I think I ended on a distinction not a high distinction. I really wanted a high distinction, but in the end I couldn't get one. And it was just like the difference between a distinction and high distinction was like a few percent. And in my head, I couldn't justify the sheer amount of hours that I'd have to spend extra on the weekends and everything, trying to get everything done. Cause I was still working at that point, but I was treating uni as a full-time job. So I would get to uni at like nine and leave at five, Monday to Friday, and then go to my classes. And if I didn't have classes, I'd be in the library studying. And then I'd have like set time for lunch. Um, And sometimes I would schedule things after uni and like go out for dinner or something like that. But I also didn't have a whole lot of money. So I would try and not do that. I'd try and like either bring lunch or buy like a really cheap less than $10 lunch and then I would go home for dinner or if I knew that I was going out for dinner in a week then I would like deliberately bring like crusty lunches or whatever so I wouldn't be spending any money and then I'd have enough money to like buy something nice at dinner all about that saving and the return um and I think that's definitely one of those things that yeah it sucked and budgeting for like literally a snack was I hated it but it was very good for me now, I would say, because I could still kind of like hold on to that. Like I could just go and buy a snack. <laughs> I could watch me. <laughs> but then I'm also like, do I A, need this and B, does it need to be that expensive? Like I could just like have something and it does the same kind of job and like get a piece of fruit and it's like one tenth of the price. You know what I mean? Um, so in the master's degree, there were how many units per semester? Four units per semester. So 16 units in the whole degree, I think. Does that does that sound right? Yeah. And then as part of that, I had a thesis. My thesis kind of banged, okay? I loved my thesis topic. My thesis supervisor was very cool. He's one of those cool, crazy people. I think calling him crazy is like, okay, in this instance, because he was very cool, okay? Like he wasn't like, scary crazy he was like cool quirky crazy i guess quirky is the better word okay you know when you see like a science related person and they're quirky yeah he was quirky he was so smart wow actually my entire thesis group was so smart i felt so out of place i felt so out of place like i'm talking the level of smart where it'd be a in the building that i had a desk at for my thesis there was like this old man with like einstein hair that would walk around without shoes on And yet that was justified because he was like an astrophysicist and everyone just like knew that he was the best in his field in like the world, like that kind of vibe. And then I'd be there at the desk 
just kind of like, what am I doing here? Do I have clearance to be in this building? Turns out I did have clearance. Um, so I did a whole bunch of like lasers shit, which was so cool. It was so awesome. I had to like go to the bottom, the basement of the physics building to run experiments for my thesis with all these really expensive lasers. Um, the, like the sheer scale and expense of everything always blew my mind. Like we'd be ordering parts and the part would be like over a thousand dollars. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is for my research. And they would not even bat an eyelid and they just include it in the thing and then just send it off and get the part. And I'm just like, what? Man, like there's a lot of money in research. Well, not all parts of research. There's a lot of money in science areas of research that are backed by the government, actually. Some of my research was backed by the government, so that's probably why the budget was so high. Um, but that was really cool. And I really lucked out on that because I had some friends who uh, did thesis at the same time and their theses were like interesting, but they didn't have a big budget or they weren't that interested in the topic. So I got lucky because I had big budget. I was really interested in it and got to do cool shit. But that being said, I ran myself into the ground because there was like this period of time where I want to say it was like an April, May situation where I had to get a whole bunch of experiments done for my thesis proposal, I want to say. And it was like a break at the university. Actually, no. I'm going to say mid-year because there was no one at the university and that would only happen when there were no classes on, which would have been between semesters, surely. So I was at the university every day for, I think it was four weeks. So including weekends. I was at the university for 28 days straight trying to sort this shit out. And I specifically remember, because as I said before, I don't have a fantastic memory, but things just like stick out. And I have this memory of me walking around the basement of the physics building doing these like experiments and like cutting shit and all that and listening to Demi Lovato's album on repeat. Like I listened to Demi Lovato's album for like four weeks straight, nonstop. Bangers though. She told me she's sorry, not sorry. And she she meant it with her chest. So that was an interesting time. I want to say that that was 2017 because I think that album was 2017 it's a good album. You should definitely like check it out. That's also the same uh, period of time when I ran into the tutor who tutored my class. Okay. The, the, the law is all linking up now. So when I would like be walking around the basement of the physics building at night or after hours or whatever, there's hardly anyone ever there. And one time I saw my tutor from one of my engineering classes and he was like an older man and I kind of shat myself. I was like, why is this really tall man? Like just there. Turns out he was doing a PhD in like gravity, which I screamed. I was like, that's so sick. That's so cool. So we, we became friends a little bit. And I remember he used to catch my train as well. So sometimes we'd have a chat. And then at the same time that that was happening, he was also tutoring the class that I did for like design project, which is like a thing where you do, a group assignment for a year. So the thesis is just you and your research group or your supervisor or whatever. But the group project, the design project is the same group for one whole year, two semesters. And he was the tutor for one of those. And as part of one of those semesters, we had to submit a journal. And as part of the journal, we had to do technical drawings. And imagine me 
with some really nice pencils, some really nice paper, a love for drawing, and a tutor who loves guns. Mm-hmm. I will just draw guns every week and he'd give me 100%. <laughs> That's my origin story. Drawing guns for the Eastern European elderly man who had a who was studying a PhD in gravity. I would draw him like old army weapons and he'd be like, this is excellent. And then give me 100%. And everyone else would be like, why? <laughs> so that was fun. Um, that design unit situation, mm, we don't talk about that. The actual group that I had was good. It was a good group. But the governance of that unit, crusty, 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 crusty. So I did these nice drawings every week, right? At the end of the two semesters, we had to submit the big assignment. And then as part of that, you had to do like an individual submission, which included your journal. So where you did all these drawings, plus a whole bunch of extra work. And I submitted that and I never got it back ever. And I remember I got the mark back and I was unhappy with the marks. I thought that I deserved a better mark. The sheer amount of hours that I put into that stupid fucking unit I went to see the lecturer who ran the unit and I was like, hey, bestie, can I get my journal back? Because it has technical drawings in there that I'd like to use for a job application. Because at this time I was applying to work at Ford as a car designer. Okay. I don't even know if Ford still designs cars in Australia. Didn't they kind of kick the bucket or something? something? I don't know. They actually flew me to Melbourne for an interview. Yes. Wow. I forgot about that. When, before I took the job that I started in July of 2018. I also interviewed in March 2018 for Ford and they put me up in a hotel and paid for my flights to go to this like group interview. It was crazy. I was like, wow, is this what money looks like? It was mental. And I didn't end up getting that one. I got to the final stage and then they just like, no. And I was like, do you have any more feedback? And they were just like, "Mm." just really good candidates I hate that shit when they're like "Mm, just some really good candidates like yeah no shit (laughs) can you tell me what I did wrong so I could improve next time Um, so that was that on that so yes I was talking to the lecturer and I said can I get this book back and he was like oh I can't find it and I know that man lost it and I know he did not mark it because when I spoke to a bunch of friends afterwards they all got the exact same mark and we all had like such varying level of interest in the content. So we'd put so much different effort into it and our work was so different that everyone getting the same mark was just very suspicious. That's suspicious. That's weird. So yeah, that's in the top five crustiest angry moments. Uh, Master's degree, very much a team sport. So as I said before, when you kind of have your people, like the people that you study with, do assignments with, you kind of band together and it turns into a team sport. Because like, if you're doing a crusty set of questions and you can do half of them and your friend can do the other half, you just compare notes and then you have the full set. And it's not like it's plagiarism because everyone has the same answers anyway if they get them right. Like if you submit the same essay, yes, that's plagiarism. But if you're working on solving problems and you can help each other work out how to solve the problems. Isn't that a good thing? So then that's what we would do. Um, But then obviously for like actual um, assignments or essays or exams, then you're definitely on your own. But when you're solving problems 
for like just the weekly tasks or whatever, I found that to be really good to like group up with other people, compare how they solved it, work out if there's a better way of solving your own answers based on how they've done theirs. That was really good. Um, and a lot of those people came from being in the engineering like clubs that I was in. So that's another thing, I guess, from being in those clubs is the network of people that you get. Um, I also interned during my master's degree, which was very stressful. I inter- I did two internships and both of them, you know, great people, the jobs that I did. Sometimes I was like, mm, this feels crusty. But then again, everything feels crusty. You know, sometimes I'm like, YouTube's crusty or like blah, 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 crusty, crusty, crusty. You just got to find out what you like about something and then think about that when you're doing the stuff that you don't want to do. Like, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to like every single thing that you do, especially in, like, your career. Like, you can't go into your career and think, wow, I'm going to love every second, and if I don't, I'm failing. Like, that's such, like, a... It's toxic to yourself. you got to give yourself room to breathe. Like, not everything's going to be fantastic all the time, and that expectation is so dangerous that everything's going to be great all the time. And that's one of the things that I learned very quickly during uni and then during, like, working and blah, 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 was that you need to lower your expectations. <laughs> it's like, it's just like my tagline, lower your expectations. That and Nicki Minaj's quote, I get it cracking like a bad back. They're my two quotes. So when I was in the master's degree era, I was working at the call center. I was raising money for uh, initiatives by the university. So calling like past uh, graduates, which... Mm. sometimes it was okay sometimes it wasn't okay like sometimes I would call people and they would just flat out yell at me and that would suck but also I like I get it because like they probably don't want people from the university that they paid so much to to be calling them asking for money especially like if you've just graduated but at the same time like I would never yell at someone who was doing that kind of job because it's when I was calling it was not my personal gain to make these calls it's just a job that's like when people yell at fast food workers or like hospitality workers, I'm like, fuck off. Like it's pisses me off so much when I see someone like being rude to hospitality or retail workers. It's just like, do you honestly think that person wants to be there? And if they want to be there, they don't want to be treated like shit. Ugh. Uh, but then sometimes I'd talk to people and we'd have like a solid conversation, but it was always weird because even though we're having a good conversation, I'd have to ask them for money and it just gets weird. When you have to ask people for money, it just gets weird. Um, but the call center was definitely good for communication skills. So, yeah. What other university stories do I have? I'm sure there's a shitload more. But I... Uh, there's also the Italy story. How I got really sick. And then when I came back, things were never the same again. Like, I couldn't eat as much food. My concentration was worse. All that kind of stuff. That was in 2015. Um... But like in terms of juicy stories, I like I'm sure there are like some, but also like no. <laughs> like I wasn't the type of person to be like going out all the time. I guess I was kind of boring now that I think about it. I just went to class, did my classes, and then went home and watched Pretty Little Liars. Sometimes I'd watch Pretty Little Liars in the library. Yeah, 
that's what I would do. I would watch Pretty Little Liars and then study my really difficult engineering stuff. <laughs> if that's not the exact representation of my, like, psychology that I, like, find these stupid things to obsess over and then also do my really important stuff. So, yeah. So, I think that's all I've got to say for this edition. I think I could probably do another one on university stories. I'd have to think about if I have anything juicy or whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a like, leave me a comment. I went through the comments on the podcast YouTube channel and I hearted a bunch of them and responded to them. And I really appreciate that they're funny. Like you people are funny. So thank you for commenting on the podcast. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you can leave me a review, which would be cute and fun and fresh. And if you're not a patron already, you can head to my Patreon and check that out. Uh, there'll be a link in the description of whatever you're listening to this on. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I know it was a bit of a weird episode, but we'll be back to normal scheduled programming next week. All right. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Bye.